What is good, my divine dolls and my divine dudes? So, um, you're gonna see in the thumbnail, I'm listening to her quietly in the background. She's been live for about two hours. Um, I came in a little bit late and I'll probably go back and listen to the beginning. I am a little bit misty-eyed because the things that she's saying, you know, we talk a lot about divine timing and when you get downloads and sometimes, you know, I think when I think about my channel or what the things I say, the musing aspect, I'm getting down to the core of what's behind, you know, what it means to be a divine feminine and the day-to-day -day things that we go through. But one of the things I want to highlight over and over is just divine timing and downloads. You know, trust that the information you need for that time, whatever little things you're going through, you're going to get that spiritual support. Um, this is Stephanie Perry. I actually have been watching her videos. I'm surprised I wasn't subscribed, so I went ahead and resubscribed again today. Um, but even, you know, I talk about how I know where I'm going with the passive income. I'm already living a passive income lifestyle, right? And um, coming from, you know, very driven, very ambitious, people in a skirt type of a thing, um, getting up at, you know, five, six in the morning, working weekends, carrying tables across um, campus. If my boss was sending me an email at three in the morning by 3.15, I would have a full written, concise write-up. I mean... I kind of did take pride in that type of stuff, but it just started to take a toll. And so there's still times where it still kind of feels like I should be producing. I should be out doing things. I should be. And so um, I would just recommend, I know that we've been talking a little bit about black women in luxury. And I really do believe that it's an assignment for black women. And some of us, it was just too much. Some of us, we really got hit with, you know, oh, it's too materialistic. I'm not worthy and or judging that person for being happy, for being carefree, for, you know, uh, being able to express and be impressed by things that some of us have been conditioned to say is materialistic. And I want to do a separate podcast on that, but I'm still kind of formulating. But but so we are actually taking a step back as as the collective and exploring um black women ease and ease i think is kind of like you know when we talk about retrogrades it kind of like it's almost like a wave where you get pulled under and you revisit all of those things of why you didn't get the assignment in the first place before we go back into a full forward la launch into I don't know what the next phase will be in black women in luxury, but um, she does a really excellent job. I, she kind of went over the the, the eight steps, um, but I came in about maybe the hour, like I came in around 93 minutes. So, but just from what I've heard, I think it would be really beneficial if you have a hard time understanding what ease is supposed to look like, right? And um for those of you who are going to be joining me on this passive income lifestyle, you're going to have to learn how to ease into things and be okay with the slower pace of life, right? And um, one interesting thing that she talked about, and I want to kind of let it marinate a little bit and then um, 
Because she caught me off guard. She's very intelligent, very brilliant, right? Uh, but, you know, we've talked a lot on this podcast about how, you know, there isn't really a benefit to the black man's gaze. And I say that respectfully, you know, in the sense of um, it could even mean... I, I, I say this as somebody who grew up... Um, not being a preference, right? And I remember trying to really try to figure out what is wrong with me, you know? So went through the hair relaxer things, um, was on the light, light bright side, but just not still light and light enough. Phenotypically, I'm a black woman, um, you know, and soft spoken person, but still being treated with all the stigmas with me being, you know, black women are supposed to be ratchet and loud and, you know, me being quiet and having just random people be like, hey, girl, yes, like really loud with me. And it just, you know, those type of things. So um, we talk. And so but also with that, with the black man's gaze, it's kind of like you can be the prettiest girl, the fittest girl, the, you know, just body popping, you know, uh, non-black features, uh, uh, quote-unquote good hair, and still get murked, still get toe-tagged, still get domestic violence, still get Jack's, uh, Zach Stacey'd and thrown into, into TVs. That's an image that will always stay with me. Very traumatizing. Um, You know, you can still be you know like in the we're we're right now we're talking about what's going on with gina too beautiful one of the most beautiful exotical women i've i've seen right in terms of um her aesthetic and you know all the things that we would think we want and and i want to kind of address something a little bit too that i think is a little bit of a nuance but we're at a point where I think black women are saying, this is not exactly where I wanted to go with this, but let's just flush out the details. Um, black women are at a point where we're saying we d- we're not happy with our black men because we want marriage. We want accountability. We want to build a legacy. We want something for our children. And where the other um, people are coming in and that's that's their thing to figure out is, oh, well, we find you attractive. You know, we talk a lot about pickmishas, you know, and wanting to to be chosen and selected. And so but what they don't understand is they're signing up to be selected to be, you know, they're looking for sex. Right. We're past just wanting to have sex with you. Are some of them attractive? Black men attractive? Yes. Um, and some of them were unattractive, but I think the collective of us, you know, um, are kind of like, okay, you can have sex with that person, but then now what? And then it can result in you having children and, or it can result in years of being, you know, uh, doing all the wife duties, the cooking, the cleaning, being the perfect companion and still not getting married. And we're still being mistreated and we're still being abused. And so you have all of these other people in other races that really shouldn't be um, insecure, seeking validation and loving the validation that comes with, oh, you're pretty. Oh, you're sexy. Oh, you're hot. Oh, you're this. 
sign up for it, get ran through and have nothing to show for it. Right. So I was talking about the black gays. What caught me with her is she started to talk about not wanting to get validated by the white gays either. Oh, my gosh. I'm still um, packaging that because it's a different type of um, scenario. And I know exactly what she's talking to because some of the spaces that I'm in right now, it's just hitting me. It is a little bit of, of um, exclusive society, just a little bit. Um, and so, but thankfully, it's like, you know, when you have a missing piece of the puzzle, but you have the piece of the puzzle and you just didn't know how it fits. When I go into these spaces because of the shadow work that I've had to do, I'm going into these places. I don't give a y'all my favorite. I watch Cat Williams sometimes to fall asleep to just like, you know, and I know some of his jokes by me. And so one of his favorite faces is I don't give up. And it's the intonation of his voice and everything. That he, that's my thing, right? That's my, which is another one of his phrases. But I, I'm, you know, and, and there's probably a little bit of the stigma of, you know, maybe not being feminine or ladylike, but I love that, right? And so going into those places, I don't care. If, you're, if you think you're going to ignore me, I can ignore you harder. It's to the point where I, um, maybe one day I'll probably share some of the stories, but I have had people question their whole existence, but the reverse side of it is I really don't care. I don't want you in my space, but it makes them want to come in your space. So then now you're really having to, you know, instead of six feet, you kind of have to make sure that within 20 feet by the time you have to spot them before they spot you and just disappear type of a thing. And this even goes, like I said, with white people. And so but the white person's gaze is, you know, um, it's 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 almost the opposite of um, not being good enough. I have to unpack it because what she said is uh, is profound um and and it can come down to um this is wild you guys I am flushing it out because I, I and ugh, I talk about how you know black men are the new white supremacists so it's almost goes in tandem because what white supremacists will say is you know if you and you you'll see in the thumbnail her hair that's how my hair looks that is some forcey hair. That that that's a halo. My hair is just longer than hers, right? But um, but the shrinkage is very real. So mine comes down. I look more like a mushroom top when it shrinks. But when but that's that's real shrinkage. That's real forcey hair. You see all of those the definition in her in the coils of her hair. Well, white supremacists will say, um, that's not a professional work that's not a professional look now one of the cool things about her for those of you who are kind of just following me on my journey too um she does house sitting so she travels to different parts of the world she's looking to go to costa rica in september so hey hey i don't know if my parents are still gonna be out there um in september i think it'd be so cool if she did meet them because um i did introduce my parents you know to her channel and that type of thing but um you know when I this is still an issue because at the time that I'm recording this in 2022, um, July 30th, 2022, um, another state just passed the Royal Crown Act, which has to do with um, black people being able to wear their natural hair at the workplace without facing discrimination and being considered to be unkempt. Right. So how do you walk into white spaces and and not worry about 
the um, white gaze. Sometimes I've noticed when I am having a talk with some of these people, I do have to code. I well not. Do you notice the language? I find myself code switching, and it's one of those things where it's like, oh, uh, you know, um, and and then now I'm having to. Um, find myself talking a different way and or and it's it's a natural part of me i think that we have common interests but it's it's the sentiments that come behind it and so how do you get to a point where you're just you you're not having to get validated from black people or white people um because i think when you think about um i've talked about this too you know uh I have to un- I have to unpack it very deep I think I will definitely talk about this in the future but just wanted to share that with you I think the takeaways from this are you know check her out if you want to get an idea of how to reintroduce ease she actually has a couple of other really good videos that I've watched before that um at the time, it was a moving part and it made sense and it was cute from a distance. But now I'm starting to understand some of the psychology behind some of the things that I'm going through, you know. But it was just, you know, being able to be at peace and to be still and to still live comfortably and not feel guilty for it, right? And listening to it now means something completely different to me. So, um,. Life of ease, another thing I talk, I like to talk about. I think I'm becoming even more of a hub of information. So I am uh, kind of like my mom. My mom is really great at networking. She knows a lot of people that do different things. I like to collect information on a variety of things. And so house sitting at this point in my life, I'm doing that for my parents now. But it's not something I would necessarily consider as a way of life because I'm not really much of a traveler. I know people um, where I go, they ask me, like, how come you're not in Costa Rica with your parents? And, you know, they talk about going to, like, Seychelles and Morocco and that type of thing. And I remember it being on my list. But truth be told, I really like being in a comfortable room with music. Um with wi-fi if i don't have wi-fi i um i actually need to find my coloring book i'm pretty sure it's in storage so i'll get another one because i just came across some um coloring pencils actually i think i'm gonna order one right now because the mood i'm in right now i'm in a coloring phase um play with my tarot cards just relax just be at peace type of a thing but um way to make income and or for you know a lot of my single ladies right who do love to travel check her out she has a checklist um in terms of how to do house sitting everywhere all across the world right and so she's one of those homebodies she was talking about how she's only um used the car a couple of times but it depended on where she was that she had to just get around which coincidentally was in los angeles but for the most part she would just stay on in these beautiful homes um and in in some instances with little dogs and the the dogs will love her like they you know dogs have their own little personalities and that type of thing and how she'll adapt to them was there another third takeaway and i think the third takeaway that we're gonna continue on packages you know 
um, not needing to seek validation because these are assignments, right? These are spiritual assignments, right? Um, not needing to seek validation, you know, um, and being so comfortable in your skin and being able to break the mold. Like remembering the age of Aquarius is about the individual, right? So as if black women didn't already have the assignment of understanding how to love yourself against all odds in whatever phenotype you are in, whatever your hair looks like, whatever, um, you know, shade of um, melanin you're in, um, whatever your body shape is in. Um, and now we're being called to celebrate our uniqueness, right? And we have some ascended masters who are ahead of us and showing us how to do that. Um, but you are definitely being called into rank, right? So I hope that this was helpful in some kind of way. Um, because I think that one of the things I wanted to be careful with is when I do talk a lot about what society, I think that they do have certain things correct, but it's not that it's the end all be all. Um, and you don't lose yourself in that, in that process. Now, as I'm saying that too, one of the things that was, uh, might catch you is she talks about rejecting black excellence and I have to go back and listen to the beginning because she her definition of black excellence it, it kind of shook me up a little bit right um mm, um and there's another person i want to watch that just came on talking about manifesting so that's how i'm spending my saturday morning i still am in bed this is just going to be a slow day for me um i already know what i want to go eat um and so I'm looking forward to go do that. It's a quiet day outside. Like even my little one, he's just relaxed. He's, you know, he's been kind of quiet the past couple days. And um, yeah, definitely an amusing mood. Really grateful for this type of content and information. And that's it. I think at this point I went from musing to rambling, but I think I hope that I left some at least three things for you to take away um considering life um um house sitting um considering um another person's insight on what it means to embrace ease and revisiting what it means to not seek validation from you know let's just let's just put all the gazes out there from the black man's gaze from the white man's gaze from black society's gaze white society's gaze um you know, and just really being an individual who loves yourself, right? So with that being said, I love each and every one of you. Let's see if I come back on here. Just depends on what stimuli is out there. But this is definitely um, great content. So until the next one.